When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. I am Cherry Johnson, and my co-host is Mr. Courtney Blackman. Today, we've got a special guest on. Her name is Montrella Cowan, and I feel that we need her at this time. She is a relationship coach. She is not just a relationship coach. Like, she loves, loves. She loves rejuvenating relationships, and she's here to talk to us not only about relationships, but also about her book, The Purse. And besides from The Purse, she wants to talk about Black women's health, y'all. This lady lives in D.C., Chocolate City, and she is helping sisters get serious about their health. So without further ado, let's please welcome Miss Montrella Cowan. The only podcast coming through your beat stereo is Cherry's World, so let's go around like a merry-go. Plug your phone in, make sure it got a full battery. Download it Wednesday, listen to it Saturday. She cover all topics, whatever you after. She got ball players, authors, doctors, actors, rappers, singers, entrepreneurs, divas, leaders, androids or Apple, turn up your speakers. Trying to shoot my shot like the vaccine, whether it's Cherry or Maxine, whether the podcast or acting, she that queen. PYT, you know what that mean. Saw you on TV and touch the screen, touch on you. I plead Lucy's got a crush on you. It'll mean the world to get a blush from you. Teaspoon to me, leave you sleep like Robitussin do. And I, I love the fact that it is 2021 and you love love. We got a love coach in the house. <laughs> now, I've heard it. Life coaches, I've heard about love coaches and people who mentor relationships. I've never heard about rejuvenating love. <laughs> and that definitely sparked my attention. Can you explain to us what a rejuvenation <laughs> looks like? Oh boy, it's like a revival if you're familiar with the Baptist church. <laughs> now that I know. <laughs> Yeah, so as a, I'm actually a licensed therapist first, you know, that's the way I've been trained. And a lot of times we as individuals, men and women, experience trauma. A lot of us have experienced that in our early childhood, actually, but we carry it into our relationships with us, all of that luggage. And so you start out in the honeymoon phase naturally, but after a while, it just really catches up with you and things start to manifest. And a lot of times partners try to be their partner's therapist and mm -hmm. mom and <laughs> everything else. And so here I am with um, practical tools that couples can use. And yes, we rejuvenate the relationship. So I've been known as the relationship rejuvenator. I love that. Like that's what sparked my attention. I was like, wait a minute. I ain't never really heard about it. <laughs> can you give me like, Let's say you've been with the same person for 20 years, yes. right? What can you do? What are like five things that you can do to remind that person how you even got to where you are today? To remind them that how you have even got to where they are today? Yeah. Like, you know, if, if I've been in a relationship with a man for 20 years, yes. I mean, he obviously knows our history and stuff, but <laughs> What are like five things that I can do that can just remind him of our why mm -hmm. and our not necessarily just who we are now, but who we sure. were 20 years ago? Sure. Well, for one thing, and this is for people who are dating or married or living together or maybe baby mama, baby daddy, you know, we keep it real. We tend to get really comfortable and I think people have this idea, I guess, from, you know, all the media and what have you of the fairy tale. And we think we can get into a position and we get real comfortable and get into cruise control. Mm -hmm. But everyone knows, like the Denzel Washington and his wife, 30 plus years, and all of the other people um, who have been married for a long time, they will tell you that it takes work. A relationship takes work. 
So don't stop putting in the work. When we in our business or in our jobs or careers stop putting in the work, guess what? What happens? What happens, Cherry? We lose it. We get fired. (laughs) So I think that's one of the major things is to really, you know, continue to put the work in. So that might look like, you know, making sure you have date nights. Men, making sure you're giving your ladies compliments. We can never hear enough, you know. Women, making sure you let your brother know you need him and stuff like that. Okay. So that's very important. Yeah. So that's one major thing. You had something, Courtney? Well, I was going to ask you to expand on that. Like uh, me, I've been with my lady, my wife, for a very long time. <laughs> very long time. Congratulations. I can't remember how many years. But anyway, um, what do you what do you say about like children? Like how children can sometimes get in the way. Like for instance, yeah. like like my I got two I got two boys and a girl, and I te- and I teach my sons to always protect. But even though they're real young, they can't do nothing yet. But I always teach them to protect their mom, mm-hmm. right? Now it then kind of flipped on me because like we we'll sit back and watch TV late at night. Right here come these motherfuckers walking down the stairs, <laughs> uh, talking about when you coming upstairs. Like look look past me. Like okay. I ain't got like I ain't got nothing to do with it. Like you know. What I'm yeah. Love them to death, but they get in the way. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why sometimes, so what, the second tip I have actually is have a vision because what happens is when the children consume us in that way, and I'm a mom. So first of all, I want to commend you, Courtney, for being that model, role model and father for your children. That is so important. And I'm glad to hear his music to our ears, right, Cherry? Yes. To protect their mom and things like that. So you've done a heck of a job. So now you're paying the consequences. But I think it's important to have a vision because as the children get older, and they will, and they graduate and they get out and you're empty nesters, it's like, well, what's left? But as long as you have that vision and goals that you're always striving toward as a couple, you're going to be all right. So sometimes people come in after being together 20, 30 years, and they're thinking about separating. And so rejuvenation requires new goals. Because just like on a bicycle, we can't stay stagnant. We got to keep moving forward, right? Right. Yeah, and Kobe Bryant, bless his heart. I see, you know, you represented him in the back. You know, he was a good example of a good husband and family man. And then we also have to just make time and nurture that relationship, which means it may mean getting a babysitter, you know, if your oldest is not old enough to babysit. And that's just very important to put that investment in there of time, quality time. And knowing your love languages as a couple is also crucial because as when we have our own love language and it may be different from our partners, we love that way. So if your love language is gifts, you might flower your wife with gifts. However, her love language might be quality time. And so you want to make sure that y'all are on the same page with that and honoring one another's love language. You know, I answer your question. Yeah. I never heard of love language, honestly, until two years ago. Okay. Can you break down? Do you, are you familiar, Courtney? My friend DeMarco was the first person who ever brought up and he asked me, what is your love language? I said, what you mean is English? (laughs) I didn't know what that meant. No, I don't know what it means. (laughs) Can you explain (laughs) us the different types of love language? Sure, sure. So one of them is quality time. And that's quality. I think that's the key word is quality because a lot of times, especially with all the gadgets that we have, right, and all the social media and just so many distractions and the children even, we can be there like physically and our minds can be miles away. And so you want to have that quality time doing things that you enjoy. You know, one of the sort of areas that you want to focus on in a relationship is shared interest. We call it reality. This is usually what brought the couple together in the first place. So whether you met on a ski trip or at a restaurant, whatever you were doing at that time is something that you enjoy doing together. It could be movies or traveling. You want to make sure that you keep that in. But that's the quality time piece. Another one is, and this is a big one, words of affirmation. And it's quite interesting, Cherry, because like in therapy, people come, right? And of course, it's never their problem, right? (laughs) He did this and she did this. Mm -hmm. And the truth is a lot of times, well, what I say is even for our children, and as a mom, I know this firsthand, and I'm sure you do too, Courtney, and I'm sure you do, Cherry, with your little one. 
Children don't do what we say. Mm-mm. They do what they see us do. They do what we do. Same mm-hmm. with adults. <laughs> so if your love language is words of affirmation and you want to hear, you know, not just, you know, you're doing a good job, but, you know, I really appreciate you for such and such. I have a lot of forms where, you know, I'm talking with couples and it's so interesting because I may ask the woman, you know, what attracted to you? How did you know he was the one? And the men will be like, oh, yeah, come on. I, I, I want to hear this. I never heard this before. You know, that words of affirmation is so important. So if that's your love language, the way you get more is to do it and practice it yourself. So that's the second one. A third one is gifts. And, you know, we like everything from shoes to purses to perfume. You know, I don't know what your style is or what your thing is. Cars, maybe, whatever it is for you, but literally gifts. <laughs> then there's acts of service. Honey, would you put the shelf together? <laughs> or maybe cooking dinner. So by the time I get home, I don't have to, right? And so those just thoughtful ideas. And there's one more. Do you know what it is, Courtney? I don't. I just do. <laughs> it's a good touch. Oh, yeah, that's important. <laughs> so that can, you know, be everything from holding hands, PDA, public display of affection to intimacy, which is very, very important in relationships. And that's actually one of the number one indicators if a relationship is not doing well, if your love life is not doing well. Mm. Okay. I saw that you, um, like, big on mental health. And, oh, yeah. and I read it that... Um, you said Charlemagne a Lil Wayne. I actually um, interviewed Charlemagne, and uh, I, I was on tour with Lil Wayne. So, um, nice. Yeah. Did, did you did you did you um did you meet them, or you just have that in common with them? Because I didn't know Lil Wayne was big on mental health. Oh yeah. So you were touring with them and didn't even know. I mean, this was years. Like, this is before he became yeah. Lil Wayne that we know now. This is before yeah. we VFA. But I'm yeah. talking. This was a long yeah. time ago. So I didn't know that. Yeah. No, I didn't meet them yet. Okay. So, you know, if you have his number, you can send it my way. <laughs> <laughs> However, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. I am part of the Taraji P. Henson's Foundation. Um, you may or may not know her father suffered from mental health challenges. So she created a foundation. And so we provide discounted rate therapy to uh, people in the Black community. But it's a beautiful thing because therapy, everybody's working to destigmatize therapy. There's a stigma. Yeah, yeah, Black folk. You know, we don't tell people our business, (laughs) right? And all of that. And also, a lot of times we see reaching out for mental health specifically, as we see it as a sign of weakness Mm -hmm. and vulnerability. And then, yeah. And then we can't ignore the facts, such as overdiagnosis, um, misdiagnosis, especially of you know males and uh, female uh, black children. And so we're here to let you know you're not alone. So Lil Wayne, he yes, he just did an interview where he actually came out. He wanted to. He reached out and said he you know he wanted to talk about it, mental health, and that's just so important that we hear those stories and understand that what you're going through, you know, you're not alone and do not suffer in silence. So we're all about stopping the suffering in silence. And so when someone, you know, with such a great impression and, you know, a magnitude of followers is, you know, being honest about, yo, I was like tripping. And, you know, this thing that's so special about Lil Wayne's story is that he shot himself that day at 12 when he thought <clears throat> that his music, his ability to go out and practice and do his music was threatened. His auntie said, I'm, your mother knows and she's on her way home. And that's how we are. We're gifted folks. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. So talented. And I have a lot of clients who are, you know, various levels. I, I got some NBA players and everything. And you can be at the high echelon or the lower echelon. But if you're struggling and people don't really get it or they just tell you, snap out of it, that won't do it. That won't cut it. So, yes, that's a big message for us. It's a movement. Mm -hmm. We even have an event called the Black Men Talk that we started this year. Yes. And it is power. 
It is so powerful because it's a it's a safe space and the women are included. Everything we do is yin and yang. <laughs> Got to have the men and the women. But it's so special. We always get such positive feedback because they've never had that space before where they can just be real and share. And the women, for once, we zip it up. We listen. We ask questions, it's a dialogue, but the men get the talk and there's nothing more powerful instead of other people, especially from other communities, talking for our brothers. I love that. I'm a huge advocate of black men. I love black men. And one of the reasons why I commend you is you do give black men that safe place where it's okay to be vulnerable without being judged. My question for you is because you do invite the women in as well, but they're not allowed to place judgment or blame or anything on those brothers while they're speaking. How do you control the room? Because black women, like, you know, I got a big mouth, but there's something about your space that black women and men come in very respectfully and they know that it's not a judgment. Says, how do you control that? Yeah. Because I got a family full of black women that don't ever shut <laughs> How do you get them to sit back and listen? Yeah, yeah. That actually ties right into the third point when you asked about the, the five women, you know, tips for a healthy, yeah. uh, great relationship would be communication. Communication doesn't just consist of the talking. So I, you know, develop my communication skills. I teach communication skills. I have a uh, eight week course for single black women to help them prepare for love. And we do drilling and real practical tools. And even with my couples and sessions, we work on communication. And so part of that is allowing the men to talk. And it's not always easy, but I think out of all of the uh, sessions we've had for Black Men Talk, there was only like one young lady. She didn't know me and she didn't know, you know. So, you know, she, I don't agree with, you know, I just politely, you know, let her know and reminded her what this mission was about. And um, it's an opportunity for us to learn because we make a lot of assumptions. Cherry, you know, as a woman, we hear what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. So when a brother think we're doing booty call and you think it man, he love me. He loved me. what we want to hear. He mm-hmm. said it in the beginning. So it's just really it's it's a training, it's a discipline. And uh, but in the end, the both the men and the women they keep coming back, they love it, they invite other people because they're like, yo, we need to have this all the time. We need more people here. And so it's really growing and expanding. We've had hundreds of attendees thus far. So so are you doing it virtually now or yes, it's virtual. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Yep, the All next right. one is September 16th. Oh, yeah. How do people get um, in touch with it to do it? To be so the best way to get in touch so you can register, and it's for a free event, um, it's uh, by my email address, which is montrella at affinity411.com. You shoot me an email, send you the registration link. All right. Beautiful. So let's talk about this eight-week course, right? For my single ladies, what does that course really look like? I heard it's a lot of internal work. (laughs) (laughs) No, the truth is a lot of women struggle, Black women specifically struggle with, I mean, they're not struggling with their career. They're crushing it in their careers and other areas of life, family. You know, we're givers, right? We just give and give and give. Sometimes we give so much until, you know, our bodies break down and everything else because it's like, hello, foreign to yourself a little bit. There's a lot of uncertainty in case you didn't know, Courtney. (laughs) There's a lot of uncertainty and insecurity as it relates to relationships. And that usually stems from trauma, going back Mm -hmm. to trauma. You know, the statistics when it comes to sexual abuse, for example, by, you know, women as well as as, um, men have been sexually abused, that is going to play out in a relationship. Because what I like to um, remind people is that trauma will make you believe lies about yourself. Mm -hmm. So I myself was raped at the age of 14 years old by my daughter's father. And I had her at 15 years old. An event like that, an experience like that, 
Well, first of all, I thought I betrayed both fathers, my father above and my biological dad, because I had a covenant with God that I would not have sex until I was married. And then I was violated. But when you walk away from such an experience, you think I'm unworthy. There's a lot of shame and guilt that dictate all the rest of the relationships. So I didn't even know what real good love, healthy love felt like, you know, after that experience. And unfortunately, like many survivors of sexual assault, I actually kept trying to make it right. So I went back to the creep. And that's how I ended up getting pregnant. I was trying to make it right. Like, no, you know. But you also believe that you're not deserving. Mm -hmm. You believe that you're unlovable. And so those kinds of experiences, we're bringing them into our adult relationships. Mm -hmm. And the brother don't know. I mean, he could be a really good brother and we're sabotaging it. And then you do got the players. You know, that's real. <laughs> because a lot of men, and they say this on Black Mitten Talk, many of them haven't grown, grow, grown up with a father in the household. So they had to learn from scratch. The beauty is that they are learning from scratch. I was who said, we're a people who know how to make a dollar out of 15 cents. And that is real. And so I'm here to revive and rejuvenate the idea, the concept that Black women can have love too. Not just our white counterparts and everybody else. We can have, we can crush it in our careers and we can have love too. So one of the things we do is we tap into that feminine power. Woo, spicy. (laughs) You know, I love the fact that you say feminine power because all women are not taught that. I noticed that that is a big DC thing. Okay. Kelly. Kelly Williams mm-hmm. from Family Matters is the one that taught me power to pee. And she mm-hmm. said, it don't mean giving it away, but mm-hmm. it's just the power that you hold because you have one. Yes. And I was like, what you mean? Mm-hmm. She oh. broke that down for me. Yeah. Women don't understand because a lot of us are not taught. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a daughter? I, I had a daughter. I actually lost. Oh, that's daughter. right. Your daughter. I'm yes. so sorry to hear that. So your daughter was 25, yes. right? When she passed away. Yes. From, from my deepest condolences. From lupus. Yeah. Yes. So I didn't realize how much lupus affects Black women, especially. My mother has it. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so stress, mental health, directly yes. related. So I'm glad to hear she's managing. Your mom is managing yes, it. She's you can live with it for a long time. But in my daughter's case, highly stressed. Did you have a conversation with her? Because I have a daughter. Yes. How do I teach her the power of her one day Mm. womanhood? Like what? Because the conversation wasn't said to me as a child. It wasn't said to me from an elder. It was said to me from a peer. Mm. So that's why it came to me power to pee. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to teach it to my daughter in in the proper sense. Yeah. What can I say to her? To Courtney, you have a daughter too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. I think Cherry, just be you. I mean, you are so powerful. This platform is so powerful. You're for the people. You're for upliftment. She's watching you. Stay beautiful, loving yourself, affirming yourself. She's watching. Let her do her girly thing with her purses and her lipstick. Or how old is she, by the way? She's seven. Oh yeah. They getting into it. At seven. Yes, we have done. Absolutely. So you just just do you. Be a role model and show her. And every opportunity you can show her healthy relationships. You know, mm-hmm. men and women. You know, because they are they're seeing a lot of stuff right now, and it's causing a lot of confusion for our children. And so, as they see the images, they know it's okay. Yeah. Let me expand on that. So I got two boys. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been making it a priority of my yeah. stuff to make sure that um, that they treat women treat 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 females better than we did mm-hmm. growing up. I've been making it a priority. Thank you. But then I'm thinking to myself, um, when I was a teenager, and even in my twenties, like. Girls didn't like y'all. Girls didn't like the good guys. They didn't like the. <laughs> That's nice. not true. Not, I'm, t- hey, I'm telling you what God loved. <laughs> Women didn't like the nice guys. So 
I don't, it's like me and Cherry talked earlier. Do I just tell them the truth? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like eventually, like maybe when they turn 27, 28, they'll, they'll appreciate the, the good guys. But mm-hmm. you want to go through the phase where the, that girl you like is going to be inter- like interested in the bad boy and the thugs and all that kind of stuff. So just do you like, it's That's like not a, the one for them. It's, <laughs> That's it's, all that is. Every girl goes through that phase though. Well, no. My first little boyfriend, I had two of them, and they were both extremely nice guys. Mm-hmm. Until the one wasn't, he turned into a player. And that's when I started liking the bad boys. I'm seeing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, should I tell them the truth? That what, what is the truth? <laughs> They you if the, the nicer you are earlier, they they're not gonna really appreciate. Nice guys finish last. That's not true. You're not gonna get appreciated until you're probably in your thirties. Mm. That's not true. That's not the one for them. The nice girl who's looking for a nice guy will appreciate them always and will remember them 20, 30 years later. That's just my point. I don't know. Let let me talk. Let the licensed therapist talk. (laughs) Well, the wonderful thing is they have an example of true love between you and your wife. So that is it. That's the best thing you can do. I would not instill that kind of, uh, uh, it's because it's an affirmation. Good guys finish last. Yeah. If you go into the world thinking that, you know, that may carry over into their career, which I know you don't want them to finish last in their career <laughs> and other things. So you can affirm, you can affirm them. I think that it's important that uh, we let our children have experiences. Now, with my daughter, my children are 10 years apart for obvious reasons. She, I was a teenager, didn't know what the heck I was doing at 27, I did. Right. But with my daughter, I held on really, really tight, really, really tight. With my son, he's 17, he's chilling in Florida right now. He goes to a boarding school. I'm in DC. He's way across the country. He's in Oregon. And he's been going away to school, private boarding school for years. And he's actually, he's a mama's boy, sure enough. <laughs> and I teach him to hold the doors and all, the, and all of that. But I think we, we try to save our children from heartbreak, yeah. from mistakes. Right. And the truth is we're all here for a purpose. So God has an assignment for you, Courtney, which I can't fulfill. Only you can. Yeah. And Cherry, obviously you got a purpose, sister, BFF. Can you be my new BFF? Yes. That's a side conversation. But like, I can't fulfill that for you. Only you can fulfill that. And it's the same with our children, Courtney. We got to kind of let them bump their knees a little bit. Okay. You know, we, we just be here real solid for them. And they will learn. And that's all in preparation. You know, because if they look anything like their papa, they won't be all right. I'm going to tell you right now. He has a gorgeous family. I bet. I know. <laughs> but that's natural. I'm hearing that parent, you know, I hear it, the parental concern. And we want to say them. they got to bump in me a little bit. You know, we be there with the band-aid and anybody, you know what I mean? Right. But they'll be all right. Yeah. So you want to affirm what they want to be. You want to help them, you know, like my son, that Kobe, bro, you know, he's a um, LeBron James fan. And well, Katie is his favorite. Mm-hmm. Player, yeah, that a boy. I got to get that right. Hey. Hi, Katie. Oh, my gosh. Westbrook. Oh, no, he's going to kill me. Westbrook is his favorite player. <laughs> Who was in Washington and now he's with L.A. I mean, LA, you know, the whole thing. But he wants to be in the NBA. Okay. And guess what? We don't have a plan B. He's going to be in the NBA. How tall are you? Well, he's going to be. He's not even. He's 6'3". That's tall. I'm like, eat and sleep, baby. Go ahead. You know, at first, I'm like, you got to get up and do this. And I leave him alone. He come on. He's on break and he sleeps. And no, but he's a really good young man. Academically, he's doing well. Yeah. And, and I see it for him. You know, and if teachers get confused. I'm his mama. I'm his number one champion. I'm like, oh, he's going to be all right. And even if you have to go, you know, internationally, it's all right. I love it. Plan A. So affirm what your men want, your young men want. Treat them like young men. Allow them to make decisions in the home now so that when they go off to college or wherever they're going, the first person that say, try this, which may not be that, you know, a good thing. Mm -hmm. 
there may not even be a comeback for that thing. They know how to say no. They know how to stand in their leadership. If we're always correcting them, don't let them talk. Don't give them a voice in the home. That's the training ground. So let them develop, man. They're going to be all right. Yeah, they may get their heartbreak. I can't promise you that you can save them from that, but they got you. Yeah. So the thing is, what lessons did you get out of that relationship? Hey, you know what? You, you're pretty good at this thing. Do you do this for a living? <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> Me feel good. Like, all right, I, I can do this. Right. <laughs> you know what, Courtney? I'm a fan of hers too because I'm a certified nutritionist, oh, and she's on a whole mission about getting our women together with their health. Can you talk a little bit about that whole mission, getting Chocolate City right? <laughs> and actually, it's all over. It's all over. Even our Black men talk. It's it's went international. I love but, it. But you know, health is holistic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us do a really good job of taking care of ourselves physically. Even August is, you know, wellness month. And, you know, we have all of these different reminders in terms of physical fitness and health. But when it comes to the mental, mm-hmm. you don't realize that mental health is health too. And the spiritual. And so when one is not doing well, so when one is mentally in turmoil, Jerry, yeah, we get obese. Mm-hmm. We carry all that stress, diabetes, high cholesterol. I don't have to tell you, you're the nutritionist. So it will manifest itself physically. And so, you know, I've seen where after working with someone, you know, on a mental health level, you know, they, that, that stomach ache or the migraines, they start to go away. And they start to take responsibility for mm-hmm. their physical health, too. So I love what you do again, sister, and thank you so much. It's very important, but it is a holistic thing and one will affect the other. Thank you so much. Can you expand? I wrote a blog um, recently about how we always detoxify our bodies, but we forget to detoxify our mind. I love it. And I just wrote it kind of from a novelist, you know, nutritionist point of view, but as a therapist, can you talk about what it takes to detoxify your mind? Oh my gosh, you my new BFF for real, <laughs> sister. <laughs> I love it. We're on the same page with that because that's real. A lot of people don't realize about that detox. It's major. They lose that weight. They reach that, you know, what they call it, the pl- plateau. plateau. Mm-hmm. Like, baby, you got the detox. It's the same with the mental health, you know, and what I like to say is cut the mental junk food. The mm-hmm. mental junk food is the constantly negative news yeah. and all of that other poison. And, you know, you got to get smart as a therapist because you'll be like, how much news are you watching? Oh, I'm not. I forgot this Twitter. There's all mm-hmm. these other social media platforms where they're getting it constantly. Mm-hmm. And again, we have to start to have a vision for what we want for our lives, because if we watch the news, it's affirming we're victims. Man. We're still really slaves. And I'll ask too many of our ancestors have died. We have shoulders to stand on. They have created these opportunities for us. We used to, we were forbidden from reading. You wonder why, you know? And so we have to start to tap into our own power, reclaim our legacy. We're made in God's image and we are powerful people. Nobody else can give that to us. Mm. We have to like claim it. <laughs> and so we definitely want to spill that into our children and let them know. Oh yeah. You are so Amen. right about that news. <laughs> that news. I'm sorry. You you're so right about the news and social media, like how that can just mentally drain you. Oh. Like I've mm-hmm. I lived it. <laughs> I lost friends, you know, and yeah. it just oh, yeah. it, it, it is yeah. exhausting. That detoxing of yeah. that stuff. Oh man. Absolutely. We got to really, the mind, everything manifests twice. Everything. The blouse you have on, that microphone, like everything, you know, even Kobe and his skills, they started here and then they manifested physically. So we're constantly bombarded with, you know, these visions of violence and, you know, all kinds of stuff that's not affirming the, the best, our best selves and our best lives, you know, hopelessness and helplessness mm. and loneliness. You know that suicide is the second leading cause of death mm. for people 10 to 34 years old in this country, the land of the free. And that is because they don't know that there are therapists that, you know, that therapists, good therapists are out here. 
So we're here to take that stand that you are not alone and that there are good uh, culturally competent therapists like myself out here. And don't make money the excuse. We got money for what we want. <laughs> so there's the Boris Henson Foundation, which will give you, you know, free sessions. I mean, there's so EAP, employee assistance programs through your job. Yep. I mean, there's so many ways. You just pick up that phone and we'll take care of you and support you in that. But you have to detox the, the mental, the mental junk food. That's real. You, you talked about suicide, right? And maybe it's because of social media that I am seeing a flux of suicide with our children. Yes, 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 yes. How do you teach children to, okay, so I grew up in a different time. You know what I'm saying? Nobody talked to us about a bully. You just punch a bully in the face and you can <laughs> But children now are taking bullying to heart where we just kind of like brush it off with a grain of salt, but it's something serious to them. How do you talk to your children about detoxifying your, your mind, even from like Roblox, you know, kids are getting bullied on road. Like, I don't get it. Get on a different server, get off the computer. Why are you letting them bully you? But I have to speak with um, caution and thought. Yeah. They've actually called me several times to come speak on bullying. And I will say, I'm not the one. Oh, wow. Like you need to get somebody else because I don't even know how to approach the conversation yes. differently than the bricks I was brought up in. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one is real for sure. And yeah. is one of the major causes of suicide as well amongst our young people. So with the mental junk food, just to tie that back to our children, well, they get it first. And as soon as you think you caught onto their IG, now they're doing Snapchat and whatever yeah. else. <laughs> so we have to make sure we're monitoring their mental junk food intake as well. Yeah. And then, Cherry, for any situation, no matter what anyone is going through, The secret sauce is to validate how they feel, how they think, and how they see it and believe. Just validate it. And that's so hard. You know, as parents, we start to personalize. Like if our child want to, you know, threaten to commit suicide, we start thinking we're a bad parent. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But we're not. In fact, it's healthy that that child is speaking out about it. That is the time to pick up the phone and call someone like me for help. It is like I'm I'm watching it on the news or on Twitter. Yes. We're losing so many yes. young black boys. Yes, that's how we have to affirm how powerful they are. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I love Simone Bowles for what she did. What mm. a, a fine example of a young adult who said, no, real champions can say no. Yeah. Those are the real winners. Yeah. So I'm really proud. And I was like, if we if they had more images like that and examples like that, because how many little girls want to be gymnasts? <laughs> right. So many. Oh yeah. How, how do you um how do you stay so positive for yourself? Because you, I mean, this has to be exhausting, constantly helping other people. And then you taking in everything, the negative, the negative energy someone else might be going through. How do you shield that away from yourself so you don't take that in so it don't affect you and you able to keep on? Great question. <laughs> and I actually get that a lot, especially, you know, with the loss of my daughter. Yeah. I actually lost my daughter and my mother in the same year. First, my mother in February around my birthday time. And then four months later, my daughter. And wow. so one of the things I'm known for with my clients is really having experience from wisdom from experience. And I can really relate. And that is the difference between a culturally competent therapist versus, uh, you know, another therapist that's not culturally competent. You know, having that, you know, being able to relate. Um, I also, Courtney, this is, I'm answering your question. Um, I also, as a way to give back to the community at Affinity Health Affairs, we host interns. So I'm a field instructor. So I have partnerships with various schools across the country, including the local ones like Howard and Georgia Mason and um, all, all different kinds of schools and Maryland University everywhere. 
And I love it because, you know, the interns come in and they're so excited. But with I'm a therapist by way of social work. And as you know, if you just think of social work, I know what you're thinking. Child welfare and welfare buildings overworked and underpaid. And so I teach them not to be burned out. And one of the ways that you do that is you have to understand the concept of a full cup. You cannot pour from an empty cup. In other words, you can't ride on E. Yeah, you know how when you're in your car and that and that light is on, you got about forty miles. I've done, and that joint even doing a little skip. You're like, please let me get to that next exit, right? You ain't running too hot, but when you got that full tank, are we ready to roll? Turn on the music, put some Jay Z or something on, and we ride. So it's important that you pour into yourself. So I love books. I read. I'm spiritually grounded. I must celebrate my wins. That's so important. We will go and go and go and go and go, especially Black folks. And I see this, especially work with the interns, the reverse interns. I see the difference. Oh, this said, oh, my intern, uh, my supervisor, oh, sure, she's flexible. And we over here doing a double time. Flexible, what? We scared we're going to lose our position. Yeah. We don't have, you know, that kind of flexibility. And so we think we have, and we do, we have to be excellent. Any black folk listening there, I'm I'm here to tell you, we must do it over time. We must be excellent. We have to be above average. We can't get away with <laughs> what, you know, the majority population can get away with, but that's okay. Take pride because our children are watching. You know, you want to put a good work ethic in. You want to have a vision, you know, get wealthy. <laughs> Don't shame that. <laughs> Don't be a poor martyr. <laughs> but, That's yeah. real. Wow. I'm over here just all in because I'm learning too. Mm-hmm. I do come from one of those families that want to pray it away mm-hmm. and, you know, don't be weak. Don't talk about it. And I, I got a big mouth. I talk about everything. So <laughs> I never was okay with um, being shunned. Yes. Or being, you know, dumbed down and quiet. If there's a pervert in the room, I'm yes. going to be the one at five years old and be like, this the one right here, you know? <laughs> but my family, yeah. I come from a family who's really good at pretending. Yes. I'm not, I only act when I get paid. If I ain't getting paid. <laughs> Love it. How do you teach the others? Because I have cousins mm-hmm. and stuff and I'm always the cheerleader to Find your voice. Yeah. Speak up. Yeah. I don't care what they tell you. Don't let them over talk yeah. you. Yeah. You, you, you're supposed to be heard. Yeah. Um, when you come from a family like that, where yeah. I won't say you're supposed to be seen and not heard because my family is not like that, but you are supposed to pretend that everything's okay. Even when the shit is on fire and everybody knows that it's not okay. Yes, ma'am. I'm the only one that's going to say something. Mm-hmm. So how do I, how do I make sure that my daughter knows that I tell her all the time since she's been born, your voice is powerful. Your voice means something by speaking up. You can change your life and the the world. But how do you really instill that? Yeah. And especially young little girls, young black girls. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes back to what I was recommending earlier. Like no matter how somebody feels or thinks or believes, take them for who they are. And what they are, because that one that's quiet now, like a lot of people don't realize it, but I'm an introvert. They think I'm an extrovert because I do, I speak, I do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But after this, for example, <laughs> I'm going to go get some R&R. Yeah. And, but some of us are not, we're just observers, quiet observers. And I was like that in class. I went to Catholic University where I was the only black person in my class. And, oh, they were sleeping on me because I'm quiet, but I'm a writer. And so when I do, when, you know, when the professor writes, please read in class, and then I read in class, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. So sometimes, you know, first of all, we have to accept our family for who they are. And I got one, so I'm from Brooklyn, (laughs) real colorful. And I don't play the therapist with my family. No, being a niece and a daughter and a sister, that's enough. When we accept people for who they are and then lead by example, Cherry, that is the only way. We're all not here to do the same thing. We're not all not here to be advocates. 
you know, some of us are going to be behind the scenes, right? Some of the, you know, the biggest corporations, there's some people behind the scenes you never even heard of. They have the front man, but then there's some other stuff going on behind the scenes and some other people. And so if you start to let people know that they're okay, first of all, they're going to want to be around you. If every time I come around you, you making me feel wrong or bad for who I am. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be around you. I'm going to avoid you like the plague, mm-hmm. like the coronavirus. My aunties. Yeah. So <laughs> if you make them, <laughs> you make them comfortable. You avoid them like the plague. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. they all, they got something, you know, they, they got a program for you. You, you know, your eyebrows is crooked. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I think it's a lot to do with leadership as well, but that modeling by example is it, you know, if you see an injustice or something, you have to speak on it, you do that. Sometimes that's going to be your role in that group or in the family. And that's okay. Like be okay with that. You might have to ask them to support you in other ways. Right. But everybody's just not going to be the outspoken, you know, that type of person. And I do think it's changing. It's changing with your daughter. Like I'm changing generational curses with my family yeah. and most of my class are changing generational circuits, uh, you know, um, cycles. You want to educate yourself and it's okay to get a therapist. You know, we got young people asking for a therapist now. And so when I'm hearing it with my adult client, I'm like, yeah, please bring them in because first of all, I got some interns that would love the experience, but also really don't ignore that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's a hard pill to swallow. (laughs) No, I think it's very important. I've told my daughter from day one, it's okay to speak and it doesn't always have to be mommy. You're supposed to have your safe people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that you can go to. And if you ever need somebody else, let me know. Sure. Sure. And I think that's extreme. Like my daughter is good Mm -hmm. at since she was little. She has that little iPad and she's mm-hmm. got her list of people that she can contact. Wonderful. She will tell me, yeah. um, mom, I'd like to have a conversation with Uncle D without you. Okay, excuse <laughs> me. But I think it's important that she knows that, that she awesome. has those people that she can yeah. go to. Yes. And they don't come back and tell me everything she said. Yes. Yes. Yeah, no, that's powerful. That's creating those safe spaces. And I think T.D. Jake said it best. He said, we're an emotional people. He said that, you know, he doesn't do business with people he likes. We try to bring in the family and yeah. friends and they really can do us dirty to do us wrong. They may not be ready for those types of blessings. Right. T.D. Jake says he do business with people who are effective. And I mm-hmm. think as Black people, especially, we're so busy trying to like lift up everybody else because we think that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be there for us. So our hearts are broken when we go to write that first book or get that, be the first one to graduate with a college education. And your family, you look around and your family's not there. But mm-hmm. you have to build your own tribe. Yeah. Make a little bit different from what you thought, but keep them, their family. I mean, you're stuck with them anyway. So you keep them, but you also need to make sure that you're able to have that circle that can refuel your tank, lift you up, not jealous or competing and that kind of thing as well. So I love how your daughter is already building her tribe. Oh, yeah. Whatever she needs. And I would encourage that for sure. And our family is not necessarily the people that were born with the same blood as us. You know, like she has she does Taekwondo. Mm, and so <laughs> her grandmaster, like you can't tell her that that's not her family. His family is her family. That's His good. wife is a pastor. Yeah. That's one of her safe people. And she will sit down and be like, Mrs. Miller, <laughs> I had a hard day. Girl, you four. What yeah. kind of hard day? But Mrs. <laughs> Miller would sit there with her. Yes. And yes. speak to her. So she, she, you know. She done made her tribe and it ain't got nothing to do with me or her blood or nothing. That's beautiful. Bless you. Good mom. Thank you. Uh, my uh, Last question. How okay. do you know uh, one of the, I met a lot of people uh, working with Cherry, but Toby, uh, she's a beautiful person, nice person. How, how do you know her? Toby, yes. To- Toby from Curated brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> we actually met in California. 
um, doing a training and creating a video about websites a couple of years ago. Can you say that again? And something something happened on my end. I don't know. Okay. Sure. We we met in California while uh, creating our videos for our homepages for our websites. Okay. We met in the studio. Yeah. Wow. So we even got our headshots done, you know, in that same studio and all of that. And when I found she was murdering, <laughs> I was like, I live in D.C. And so we stayed in touch. And since then, we've made some powerful collaborations. We met Vivica Fox together, for example. We've done a lot of work uh, together. And she also supports, she's one of the people I consider on my tribe or my team when it comes to my business um, in terms of supporting, getting the messaging out and and all of that. So she's powerful. Toby's our tribe too, girl. Oh, That's me. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. There would be no advice from my sisters without Miss Toby Brown. There would, my books wouldn't come out. My daughter's book wouldn't be out. Like, Toby, your daughter got a book. Oh, I love it. Yes, it's <laughs> called Cucumbers Are Delicious. Oh, I hear that. Teaching our community mm. how to eat healthy. Oh, wonderful, Dan. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. She did it. It was all her. Yeah, that's beautiful. But yes, Miss Toby has facilitated everything. Yeah. Do you, do you hear this? My daughter oh. screaming. Okay, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's a smart girl. She, she. I'm, I'm, I'm indebted to her because she taught me how to use my iPhone. Cause uh -oh. I use my iPhone for like two or three things. Oh, okay. All right. I didn't know I had this. So. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. She's yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Before we let you go, I have a few questions. If somebody wants to take that eight-week course for you single ladies, how do they find the course? Single ladies? Like Beyonce's pen. Yeah, we're going to put an end to that. <laughs> so they can reach out again um, at my website, affinity411.com, or send me an email at montrella at affinity411.com. Amazing. And the purse. We didn't even get to the purse. No, I mean, that means I have to come back, Cherry. Hold on. No, no, no. You can't go real quick. Okay. We got to talk about the purse before. And I got go. one more question for both of y'all, too. So go ahead. Okay. So, yes, the purse, my um, best selling book, my first best selling book. I've had several now, but it's all about relationships, ladies and gentlemen. So, the purse, an essential guide to healthy relationships, can be found on Amazon.com. And um, enjoy it. It's practical as is my approach and my practice and life coaching. Always practical tools that you can use, just like you can use an umbrella for the rain. Because this is hooking you up for success. Pick a number between one and a hundred. Don't say it out loud for a second. Okay. Okay, so what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do a contest. If you're trying to get your relationship right, if you're trying to learn more about yourself and you want a chance to win the book, The Purse, pick the number that she picked. Inbox Courtney and I, whoever gets the closest, whoever gets the number is going to win the book. Awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be happy to send that out. Yeah. Awesome. I got one quick question for both of y'all. So. We talked earlier about like, you know, dating. And I think we might have talked about it on another podcast as well. But my uncle, um, he, his wife died last year and he is tired of of dating now. He said he his his goal at first was to get remarried. But he said, now I know Cherry was telling another lady, say if you if you're interested, please be able to pay your own rent and stuff like that. So my uncle is well off. He can take care of that kind of stuff. But the moment he starts dating these women, I'm talking about the first day, if not the second day, is asking for money. And he ain't, he ain't talking about like getting nails done and stuff. Like He don't mind doing that. But he's talking about rent and car notes and stuff. And this is just the second date. And he's so frustrated. He was just like, I'm, well, I ain't going to say what he said. But anyway, like, what do you, what okay, do you all say? Huh? Unk is going on frivolous dates. He's not looking for quality. He's not dating his equals. Mm. If she needed rent paid, he should have never went on that date. I mean, I'm not the therapist. Let me shut up. Well, she don't, well you know, that's the thing. These women, these women don't necessarily need their rent paid, mm -hmm. but they think that he's supposed to do that. 
Because he does, that's the last one. The first place he said, so if I don't pay your rent, what you go? Oh, I can pay it. But if you're interested in me, you will pay my rent on my mortgage. They can't the- pay it. They looking for a sugar daddy. Uncle should get in touch with me. I will start right there. He should get in touch with me. I help people all the time. I'm the relationship rejuvenator, remember? <laughs> and also, he should attend our free Black Men Talk. So he has some other brothers and their experience, and he can share too. Now he older and, now, so he ain't going. Yeah, no, we have the elders. Everybody come. Oh, I didn't mention that. It's multi generational. It's a beautiful, special thing, man. Uh, black men talk is for real. He would love it. Yeah, it it would probably top some dates he's going on. <laughs> Say that again. It'll do what? Top some of those dates he's going on. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I think Unc should call her not for a date, for some help. <laughs> He's in good hands. But I, I want to thank both of you, you know, for the work that you're doing, for the parents that you are. I mean, you're powerful forces. So thank you for inviting me into your space tonight. This has been quite a powerful exchange and, and an honor and a pleasure on my part. So thank you very much. Speaking about spicy, wait, Courtney, don't hear uh, Senya, I know we got to let you go, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> I don't want to put nobody out there. Okay. So I got some homegirls and I got some homeboys mm-hmm. and I'd be listening to these conversations. Yes. Women are complaining. And I hear men who've been with their wives for maybe 20, 25, 30 years. We starting to get up there in some age. Sure. Their sex ain't the same as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And what I mean is they're starting to treat their women like their grandmas or something. They're starting mm-hmm. to respect them more in the bed. Mm-hmm. And these women don't want to be mm-hmm. respected. I'm right? a woman. <laughs> I, I, I know. Right. They grow women. <laughs> and um, one of them kind of put it on a husband a little bit too much. And he was like, where did you get that from? She's like, I'm in my prime, boo. You know what I'm saying? When we met, you were in your prime. I know that's right. And now I'm in my prime. He's feeling insecure about it. And he said, you're my wife and I love you. I don't want to feel like I paid for it. Mm. She was like, you've been paying for it for that? What is going on? With yeah. these men, and why are they all of a sudden trying to respect their wives in a different type of way? Yeah. Or what can a woman do to like let their husband know you can get that at home, you ain't gotta pay for it? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think the healthiest relationships also include a healthy sex life. That's very, very important. I think it goes back to what you do, Cherry. Is well, one of the things you do is that nutrition. You know, keep that Seymour's brothers. That's hey. <laughs> uh, I, I heard of Seymour's for um like for COVID. That's what my sister told oh, me. Okay. Oh yes, you, it the- has over like a hundred and thirty yeah. different minerals yeah. that we need. But what I can tell you is from a Seymour's taker. My cousin makes it. Oh, wonderful! And so, I, yes, I, okay. I get it from my cousin. She ships everywhere. Okay. Um, I can give you as the website. Please. Yes, please. But my body is not the same as it used to be. Mm-hmm. I'm 45 years old. Okay. I'm good. tired. <laughs> but when I take my CMOS mm. on a daily basis, oh, yeah. it's the best energy drink you could ever have. Absolutely. I'm yes. sleeping better at night. Yes. My libido is on oh, yeah. points. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> But I have energy. Yes. Where before I was, I was kind of walking through life a little lethargic. Right. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Seymour. Seymour is the boss. Yeah. That's why, like in Jamaica and the Caribbean, they 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 take the Seymour for sure. So that is definitely one. And practicing tantra, you ain't got to come all the time. (laughs) Practicing what? Right. Help them out, please. (laughs) They don't understand that. What she say? She said practicing what? Tantra. Tantra. Yeah. Now what's the that's when you 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 don't ejaculate. 
We get, I, we going into a, this must be part two. I'm sorry. <laughs> Some men really don't, it's okay yeah. to have sex and mm-hmm. not. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. For who? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> For who not to come? Because I, I know I, if, 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 if she don't come, I'm getting cussed out. Well, no, you, <laughs> you're supposed to make sure she does, but it's okay. So, 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 okay, okay, so why she get to come, but I don't get to ejaculate? <laughs> you just what you just said. Wait, no, what we yeah, yeah. Come on, Courtney, do I really It's have like to delayed gratification. Yes, it's delayed gratification. It's yeah. a who? Delayed gratification. But you just, okay, so I can still come, just not right now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe round two. Or maybe if you don't know how to hold it, you got to go in the bathroom before round one starts. <laughs> okay. Heard across the world. Welcome to Cherry's world. Heard across the world. Welcome to Cherry's world. Representing for every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. Representing for every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.